0: Welcome
1: to episode 10 of Extraordinary Jews, The Untold Story of the From Neurodiverse Population. This is Debbie Ginsberg from Organize You for Life and so excited once again, as you know, I always get excited when I have great guests on my show. So today we have Esther Abergel, and if I pronounce it wrong, she'll correct me, uh, who is an IF, as in Frank S. Sam, IFS psychotherapist. She lives in Jerusalem and sees clients in Israel and online. Her initial training was in person-centered therapy in the UK. And after she took the leap of moving to Israel in 2016, she discovered IFS therapy and completed her training. Her areas of interest are trauma therapy, inner child work, addiction recovery, and expressive arts. She is currently training as an intuitive painting teacher to help others connect to their creativity and intuition esther enjoys being friends and family especially her grandkids being in nature music dabbling in drawing and living in this beautiful country she calls israel we call israel we all do Uh, you can contact esther for a free no obligation 20 minute online consultation uh, her email at levpsychotherapy at gmail.com. I will be having her WhatsApp and her LinkedIn on our podcast uh, blurb, So you'll be able to find her there. So I also want to mention, as I always do, and you're all going to laugh, that she too is a member of the global network of women entrepreneurs and leaders. And it is no coincidence that Many of my guests are from this phenomenal organization. Uh, we have our own subcategory group of people who work with people in the neurodiverse uh, population. So, Esther, welcome. And I also want to mention before she begins, Esther is going to be one of our teachers of what I started is called the Virtual Hugim. It is a social club for 20 to 40-year-old Shomer Shabbos neurodivergent individuals. We are going to have very upscale activities. Chugim, obviously, you get to choose your activity. Hers will be intuitive painting. And I'm going to be doing a, a commercial later about the virtual Chugim. Esther, welcome. And um, I encourage you
2: to please explain, what is IFS, please? Oh, thank you for having me on, Debbie. Um IFS therapy. So it's actually um, quite a popular type of therapy in, uh, in America at the moment. There's a big demand for it. Um, in a nutshell, the theory of IFS is that we all have different parts. And in IFS therapy, we work with the different parts of ourselves. So instead of saying, I'm really angry, would say I have an angry part, right? Because there's much more to you than the anger. The anger just kind of takes over. So by saying I have an angry part, you kind of already becoming a bit more objective and you can look at that angry part and kind of start finding out what is it doing for you? Why is it so angry? And you start getting a lot of um, unexpected answers you know, and a lot of things that maybe, for example, you might get very angry that your kids aren't listening to you, and the there's toys all over the floor, and nobody wants to pick it up, right? So, the angry part could be telling you different things, you know, um, one of the things might be telling you is like, this means the kids don't respect me, you know, and that makes you very angry that the kids don't respect you, you know, so it's kind of, Following that, listening to what's going on inside, and then that starts giving you clarity. So it's kind of yeah, and kind of, and sometimes different parts coexist. So you might have a part of you that wants to relax, and then there's a part of you which is like, no, you've got to keep working. You know, so we kind of work with all the different parts. They want to
1: make mention of the fact that that's what we do as well we never call it ifs it's interesting that there's a a whole theory about it what we talk about is the subconscious and the physiological response to the subconscious that they a person might have a stomach ache or a headache and they'll notice that before they actually recognize that there's an emotion attached to it are we referring to a similar concept okay
2: very much so ifs is quite body-based like i get clients to kind of check in and you know, if they're feeling anxious, I'm like, okay, where's that anxiety? And very often it would be in the solar plexus or it would be in the chest, you know. Um, so much of it is in the body. So we use, very often use the body as a point of entry. So kind of focusing in on the body, where you are feeling anxiety? What type of anxiety is it, you know? So we also kind of, um, yeah, start getting a sense of what the body is holding. And as you said, mm-hmm. it could be actual like headaches, it could be physical symptoms, which kind of tie into the emotions as well. Um, so we do- much the of, mind-body connection, sure. Right, right. And you know, so much of trauma is held in the body and not necessarily in our conscious awareness. So as you said, like the subconscious. So I was very interested in IFS because in my initial training, I found that people could talk a lot and stay on the surface, but they weren't really healing. And by using the tools that IFS teaches me, I could then help the clients focus on in the body, focus in kind of the subconscious. And it was very accessible. I, you know, I start with a client, and very often the first and the second sessions, they're already tuning into their body right what the body's telling them you know what what they need so it's quite an exciting way to work that I find like every session I have with clients a lot happens in a session you know we have to yeah, work yeah. with different parts and, um, and we have them and have, be
1: mindful and aware that's a very big part of it the awareness right. It, right. can you perhaps this is not related but what about the gut brain are you familiar with that concept of the gut brain can you uh, discuss that for the
2: audience the gut brain connection yeah I mean some of it is actually kind of nutrition and all that but you know some of it is kind of your body speaking to you you know and it's kind of like like people say I feel in my gut that this isn't going to work or you know so it's kind of being able to tune in to um, what's going on. I mean, one thing that we always look out for in IFS is, you know, it's kind of easier said than done. And you're like, okay, I've got this feeling in my gut. And then other things jump in, like your thinking part starts saying, oh, don't be silly, it's nothing, don't listen to it, you know, and other parts might say, oh, I better not go there, like, it might be something scary, you know? So Denial. it's kind of, yeah, learning to kind of, and I think it starts with therapy and having that therapist that is calm and can kind of just give you the courage to go there. And then more and more, that's another thing I like about IFS therapy, it gives you tools. So I start kind of explaining to my clients how things work and giving them tools. So I say, they start recognizing, oh, this is an anxious part, you know, and they start remembering like the things I get them to do in the session. And then they automatically start, you know, speaking to that part on their own. It might take them a few sessions, but they start getting familiar. And then clients will come back to me and say, oh, I was really anxious during the week, but you know, I kind of worked with my anxiety the way we do in the session, so it it really empowers people, and it's I think important that's that very they work important. it
1: through. Yeah, very important to work it through and not suppress yeah. it. What does IFS stand for? Right,
2: that's a good question. <laughs> you may so not know the answer. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I do know the answer. So the it's it stands for Internal Family Systems Therapy. Interesting, because it it started off um by Dick Schwartz actually his father's Jewish and um Dick Schwartz realized that there was like parts within his clients and different parts wanted different things and and he saw it like a family of parts you know so as you know being a parent you know within the family there's always you know some kids want this and then other kids want that and there's you know, you're always trying to kind of make peace. and So different parts of you can want different things. And really what we do in IFS is trying to make these parts like work in harmony.
1: Correct, like a homeostasis so, balance, yeah.
2: Right, so having the balance. So one very important thing, which also like the, a lot of like Jewish people and, and religious people are drawn to IFS because in IFS there's a concept of the self with the capital S the true self, which for me, it really is kind of tuning into that kind of godly part of you, which knows the answers. You know, it's like, it's your shining light inside. So once, for example, if we have that angry part and the angry part, oh, look at how this person treated me. Once we recognize the angry part is trying to protect you and stand up for you and all that, and we start relating to that angry part from the true self. And then that true self can start kind of listening to the angry part. And sometimes the angry part will start listening to the true self and listening to that inner guidance. So we try to connect people to their inner guidance.
1: I Yeah, interesting. I mean, so so does it also get into self-compassion, self-judgment,
2: very much kindness? Okay, so So that inner guidance part is very much about mm self-compassion, you know,
1: so you're bringing the two the two curriculums together. You're dealing with the emotional regulation and the self-compassion
2: there's like we're dealing with also like rewiring the brain because as the we
1: neuroplasticity yes
2: yeah as we do the deeper work in ifs which is more like the inner child work and the trauma work like the it rewires the brain and we kind of use kind of bringing the imagination as well and the subconscious it's it's a deep type of therapy but what i like about it is very gentle it's it goes places, but it doesn't push. You know, it's Good. like respectful. Yeah, it's very important.
1: Right. It's very important. Yeah, because not I'm sorry. Yeah, so in other
2: the, the rewiring.
1: Of, I just wanted to give a name to yeah, yeah, so the audience. <laughs> So the rewiring, so that people understand it's not obviously rewiring. It's it's the it's the neuronal connection. So what right. happens is is that uh there is a, if you will. Um, the chemical neurotransmitters, which are so important for them to be functioning properly, there's sort of a breakdown at the chemical neurotransmitter. And there are synapses between the neurons. And when we release, when we get ourselves into the calm state, when we recondition our brain and get into better habits, then our neurochemical transmitters are working more properly. And then the messages can jump from synapse to synapse, which is neuron to neuron. And that's really, I mean, not that the the synapse is in between the neurons, Neurons, but that's really what's happening. So I just wanted to give the, you know, yeah, the, the information yeah. behind just... it so people can understand because I do when I speak about what what I do it is the uh, making the neuronal connections and there is a process and we could start talking about that process and that is with regards to the catalyst to the brain which comes from repetition. So do you use repetition in IFS? That's
2: an interesting question. So, we use, re- I suppose we use repetition in that we use kind of quite similar questions. So, that, um, but I think the way we rewire the brain more is um, we have a process where we let go of like limiting beliefs and we let go of painful memories and we let go of the tension and the pain which is stored in the body. And we do that in quite an imaginative way. And I see with my clients, I've seen it with myself, how that kind of, even though we're kind of doing it in the imagination and we're really connecting with that inner child and with that traumatized parts of us, once you let go of these like beliefs and, and pain, it really goes. Like yeah, you see up. people, yeah. yeah, you see people becoming more confident. Um, becoming clear in what they want in their lives also having more fun you know like
0: yes
2: I think that's for me that's where the painting comes in as well you know it's kind of people become more playful become more present you know I notice now thank god I've got little my kids married young so I've got little grandkids and I feel myself that I'm more present because of the IFS work I've done on myself through the the years I've been practicing IFS I'm more present, I'm more playful, you know? Yeah. And that's I, I agree.
1: We we talk about this a lot, that the emotions get their obstacles. And until those obstacles are dealt with, and not just when I use the term move to the side, but I don't mean it in a suppression way, yeah. but when obstacles are moved to the side, because we have identified them labeled them become more mindful of them do we then get to these achievable goals and of course i'm a very goal oriented that's my mentoring my curriculum i love what you're talking about in terms of the playfulness the joyfulness the opening up of that of the heart of really being able to be creative okay. and that's not that's a beautiful uh, side and important goal in and of itself that we should try to be more Creative and more present. And that's all. being present in it is so important because often in this world, and I tell this to my clients. The messages we got about multitasking, which was such a myth and such an erroneous Mm -hmm. concept, we cannot, our brains are not meant for us to be trying to do too many things at the same time. Because Mm -hmm. if you are doing this, 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 and that, you're not right now focusing on the task at hand, which is the present. And Mm -hmm. there is tremendous joy that we have when we are engaged in what we're doing right now and as you beautifully yeah. mentioned and i can very much relate as a grandmother um blessed with many grandchildren you are those memories of when you're just present with those children and the the experience and it could be you're in a relationship with someone to be able to experience the relationship and not to be thinking of other things now that in and of itself Is something that I have to help my clients educate them on because their minds, intrinsically, right? They have this unfortunate part of the symptomology where their thoughts are going and they have so many thoughts at the same time. It's hard for them to grab onto which thought should I be thinking of and let go of the other thoughts. So, even in conversation, which is very difficult for them, very challenging, while a person is speaking, Their focus could be off. So therefore, they're not hearing everything that's being said, and already their mind is wondering, what would I answer? So what you're discussing, we need to slow them down. We need to retrain the brain so that they realize they don't have to have all these racing thoughts and to be just in the moment. And what a gift that is. Humongous, delicious, wonderful gift. And I wonder, we should talk about now with regards to the intuitive painting. Let's let's segue into that, because I I think that would bring it up. Yeah, go ahead. Let's (laughs) let's talk about it, because I think that would be so
2: helpful for the for the brain that's racing. So one thing I've been introducing more and more in my IFS um, individual sessions, as well as the kind of two branches. But just because we're talking about IFS, and I think it could be something which is very useful to individuals and to parents um, is actually drawing the parts. So you were saying about kind of managing your life and overwhelmed parts are so people with ADHD or autism, overwhelmed parts are so familiar, you know, it's kind of everything gets too much and they're kind of, you know, like zone out and something like that. So if you're feeling overwhelmed or if your child is feeling overwhelmed, I, I get like a box of oil pastels. The more the better, but you know, even if you have like 24 oil pastels, is one of the best investments you can make, is in my view, a set of 24 oil pastels and a, nine, a block of say A3 paper, if you can. It doesn't have to be any special type of paper, just not too thin. And when you can draw that overwhelmed part, it might just be like a gray oil pastel doing like a zigzag over the page, or it could be a balloon, it could be anything, whatever shapes and lines and colors kind of come instinctively. And this works beautifully with kids as well. You know, oh, I see you're really, Overwhelmed. Let's draw that overwhelmed part, you know. And kids take to it, and adults do as well. And that I find it adds a dimension to the therapy that you're not just talking, and words can be very kind of you know you don't see them; they kind of disappear. Whereas when you're looking at a picture and you're looking at the overwhelmed part, and it's oh wow, look at that overwhelmed part—it's zigzagging all over the page how's it feeling, you know, and A visual, they'll tell right. you, A good visual. right, and then yeah. you can work with it, and then also you have, you know, you get familiar with that part, so there's, oh, that overwhelmed part is coming in again, what does it need from you, you know, so it's kind of helping people even to get organized, you know, if, I mean, I know I, I've struggled with being tidy as well, sometimes I like I go into my bedroom and I'm like oh my gosh where do I start right especially if I've been busy and I've left clothes on the bed or whatever and I kind of you know kind of scale it down okay let's just do this corner and let's just do the next corner until it's you know it's done so it's like working with my overwhelmed parts, you know so, so I, I don't of know if you know I'm, I am a
1: professional organizer that has been my <laughs> <laughs> so I can, I can tell you exactly what to do. yeah I, I actually do virtual uh, I, I don't like to do it so much because I work with what I do now but uh, yes you you are saying it correctly you take it but you break it down into chunks in one it's small that area overwhelmed start there.
2: Part yeah. that, mm-hmm. you know kind of working with it like okay, I see you're really overwhelmed and I see you just want to run away just come with me, you know, come with me. Let's just do a little piece of this bedroom, you know? And then once, oh, that wasn't so bad, you know, let's do a little bit more, you know? Well, that's
1: actually helping the brain. I want to explain that to you, that what we talk about is when, one of the biggest issues that people have is they they have this thing that they go into a project and they see the whole thing and they get overwhelmed and say, I can't do it. So Mm -hmm. I say to them, no, don't do that to your brain. Take a minute. Just promise yourself a minute or put on your time timer for a minute. Just start. And then when you do the minute, you can then say to yourself, can I do more? And you're tricking your brain. But at the same time, if you just limit it for the future, just limit it to 5, 10, 15 minutes, the next time you need to go back, your brain will say, oh, that wasn't so bad. And we'll talk about combining the effort together with listening to beautiful music or something that's fun and when you can do the two so going back to the intuitive painting because I don't want to move from that too much we there is another approach that I have used and I love the painting so much more and now of course you're going to get me to, to to tell talk about it is we've been using mind mapping which is taking uh circles or that are there people can draw their circles whatever but using words but i see the difference sometimes people even though they have so many thoughts in their heads and i tell them quick put down your thoughts they have difficulty with it that painting is easier expression and that painting of being able to feel paint your thoughts paint your feelings paint your I, th- I could see just lying circles being an easier approach, it gets, than trying it gets to get the words.
2: cognitive parts out. It Correct. gets the thinking parts out, and it's just like, okay, this is my overwhelmed part. This is what it looks like. You know, I'll recognize it next time it comes up. You know, and it's very memorable and visual, yeah. and um, it's Beautiful. very useful now. i I so that's how I use intuitive drawing. In the, in the session with people. I get them to draw the part and we will kind of then relate to the part. And um, when I do intuitive painting in a group or it can also be done individually, it's just a different approach. So when we do intuitive painting in a group, it's it's very freeing for people because they don't have to be good at art. You know, it's not like, paint a mountain and you've got to paint this beautiful mountain with all the shading and all the it's very much it's a it's quite raw you know i mean it could be anything it it's like kids you know kind of sometimes the kids will come back from school and they give the parent a picture and they're like oh what is this is it a teddy bear is it a is it a lion and the kids hasn't even thought about it. I don't know if you've ever had this experience. I've seen, you know, the kid doesn't even know what they painted, they just painted something, whatever felt good to them at the time, and they're kind of scrambling. Like, oh, oh yeah, it's a lion, mommy. You know, it's like just, kid,
0: the <laughs> just to make mommy
2: happy. Yeah. You know, right. that reminds me, you know, that reminds me of finger painting. Right, finger painting is another thing we do in intuitive painting uh-huh. further along. I love, so it's
1: fun. It's love, fun. love finger painting, love. Yeah. I wanna get back into it. So I don't know how I'm gonna be able to take your course and give a course during my <laughs> at the same time. I, I really wanna get back into that. I, sure. I really, I, I'm I'm very excited by this because of the fact that it's not, I mean, what? let's do the positive. What you're offering people, is the understanding that they don't have to be artists this is not something where the finished product is going to look like a painting we hang on the wall as and much it might, as you know it, it might, it, it they could might be.
2: actually really like it but it's not that's not the goal yeah that's not
1: the goal it's more of just being free being free being and when we're when we feel free there is that sense of joy we're letting go And I was just talking to another professional two minutes ago about letting go, how even I myself, I don't realize how much I'm not letting go because I'm always on the go. I have a very tight schedule, you know, with all that's coming on and what's happening in my life right now. And I kind of miss that. And I love it's not just letting go, but letting go in a creative way. So it's very attractive to me.
2: And it's very, it's just like playing with the colors and, you know, for
1: people.
2: How do you do the, but but let's go one step further. So you have oil pastel. so you're using a brush. So it goes in different stages. So we usually start with um, chalk pastel, with soft pastels. And then we move on to um, oil pastels with acrylic. It's a different method. And then. We'd move on to acrylics afterwards, just acrylics. Like you're using your fingers. So at the beginning. Yeah. So at the beginning uh we do use fingers, we use brushes. Mm -hmm. But at the beginning with oil pastels, because at the beginning, you're just learning to express yourself. You're just kind of finding your style, finding your voice, you know, and your style could wildly change. It doesn't matter. We're just kind of experimenting. And you know, for as opposed to school, which is so achievement oriented, yeah, something like intuitive painting, which is just pleasure, it's just fun, you know, and freeing, and it doesn't nobody's kind of judging you on anything. and it's um it can be really useful. And we also try and engage the imagination, you know, so we might say, um, draw geometric shapes, um, jumping around and. You know (laughs) running around like you know so we kind of you know so you kind of got triangles jumping on squares and you get, get them to have hands and feet whatever you know you give i i would just offer something you know draw this or that and Everybody will come up with a different painting. Oh, know? right away,
1: my visualization. I mean, it, right. I mean, I started to laugh because I had right. inma- imagined in my mind. I could see, you know. In fact, we have this product. Um, somebody gave it to us. It was for. Uh, it was for Purim and the triangle had two feet and it had one of those uh, winding things so that it could run around and that's oh. the first thing that comes to mind that you know the the yeah. geometric shape that has feet and and mm-hmm. can can escape you know <laughs> it's just it's yeah, a wild so look. Like, it's a wild looking I, thing and to to draw it i you know i can imagine the the fun of uh, of going yeah. there
2: so some of them are fun fun and it's also can be very meaningful like
1: sure that's the whole point that, Yeah,
2: that when you yeah when you look at your painting it's kind of telling you something you know oh i cannot wait
1: so i'm going to first of all thank you so much Esther. this has been so fun to talk about um and i of course i'm enjoying the imagery of it all and looking forward to you participating As one of the teachers in this virtual hugim, people can reach out to you for private sessions as the psychotherapist, as well as part of this. We're going to be offering it starting August 6th, every other Sunday for an hour. And it's going to have global reach because we're doing it at a time that no matter where you are in the world, you should be able to join us. It's 1130 to 1230 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, It is on my calendar, which is on my www dot organize you the letter u the number four life.com you can go to schedule an appointment and on there is the it's a social club virtual hugim several forms unfortunately but it's there because for the first meeting you get to you'll always get to choose the activity you want but once you choose the activity the teachers will then let you know which supplies you need. And you can decide if you want to stick with that for a few sessions, whatever you want to do. So we invite everyone, 20 to 40-year-old singles, Shomer Shabbos, neurodivergent, ADHD, autism spectrum. You You don't even have to have a diagnosis, really. Anxiety, depression. If you feel that this will be helpful to you because the types of activities that we're offering, such as intuitive painting, Uh, For instance, the photographer is not going to just teach photography. She's going to try to teach people how to make it as an additional Parnassa, which is such a great idea. Uh, We know with cooking, we learn sequencing. So everything that we are doing, we are going to have some things that are simple as and beautiful as following a uh, cyclist who's going to be uh, cycling through different countries of the world, giving us a, a... a tour a sightseeing tour we're going to have fun stuff like family feud and trivia on it i'm offering virtual 3d immersive for those people who wish to do relaxation meditation immersive in uh, calm atmospheres different environments so there's going to be quite and i haven't even named all of the activities so uh we are very very excited by this particular project we are opening it up to this segment of of population for the purpose of them to be able to meet people, not to feel that loneliness that's been so post-COVID that's just been awful. So yes, we have to charge for it because the teachers have to be paid and it is a membership, an annual membership. People can pay monthly, but it is required that they, they understand that that's an annual membership because of the expenses involved. But we do hope that families will recognize that investing in the the social emotional needs of their 20 to 40 year olds um the the ability that they will be together it is going to be co-ed and i did that on purpose because of the fact that too many of my clients speak of the fact they don't even have friends of the same gender and that's a very very sad you know commentary um there there won't be as much time for people to necessarily socialize as much as to learn to work together. There'll be give and take. But we are extremely excited by this project. We do hope that people will sign up for it uh, very soon because I will have to shut close it down at about 100 people. I think that's about the max that I can handle. Um, We could try for more, but uh, right now I'm going to start with 100. (laughs) And I'm afraid that I'm going to get to that number pretty quickly because it's, as far as I know, this is only one of its kind um people will of course immediately will will be contacting me and saying, no no we we do this too but i haven't heard of it
2: so um you're um, unique debbie
1: (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i wake up every morning and it's a new project you know but uh, i I don't get rid of anything i just keep adding so thank you thank you thank you very much esther for being on and i look forward to uh, posting this it'll be on spotify 24 6 It is on Apple Podcasts, and you can find me, of course, on my website. And this is Debbie Ginsberg. Thanking you again for joining us. Please spread the word. We are really trying our hardest to bring out all this education to the families, and everyone should just know that there's lots of help out there. So be well. Bye-bye.